dropshipping. What to do with this dropshipping thing? You know, when should you use it? When should you not use it? Absolutely 100%. Uh, you know, and when is a good time to actually use dropshipping and what do you use it for? What exactly is it? So many questions, so many questions because, uh, you know, when I was here with Willie, basically there were so many people asking these questions about dropshipping and, and a lot of people were curious about it and wondering whether it will work, you know, in today's time frame. So I just want to talk a little bit about that, you know, in my experience about dropshipping and, you know, running ad campaigns for clients and seeing, you know, whether there is results in, in this kind of field or not. What is my take on it? Um, you're going to find out. Uh, dropshipping. So this thing called dropshipping is basically putting up a listing somewhere, but you don't have the product. So basically, you don't have the product, but you want to sell the product first. And then once you sold the product, you will take the address and you will take the information, you take the money that you sold it already, you will pass it to the supplier, and then the supplier will ship the product to the consumer. That's why it's called drop shipping. So yeah, it is basically you not holding any stock. And when you list a product online, somebody make a purchase already, you will give the details of the purchase and the details of the, the, the customer to the supplier and the supplier will fulfill the order. So basically, you hold zero stock, right? And the problem with drop shipping is, now I go to the problem first, uh, and then after that, I'll tell you when should you actually use drop shipping. So the problem with drop shipping is you actually have a super, super razor thin margin. Like the margin is like 5%, 3% of the entire uh, uh, thing. So let's say you're selling this bottle, right? And this bottle is like what? $30, $40, right? So out of this $30, $40, um, you're probably earning one a few dollars any if you do drop shipping because somebody, you, you got this, you sold this item, somebody paid for it already, you are going to pay another person to send the entire item and everything to, to the consumer. So you are, you're basically skimming off the, the very, very thin top um, margin that is like what three four five percent uh, and I know a lot of people are telling you otherwise they say that you are you can get 20 percent 30 percent I think those days are over I think that you know if even though you can find a product that is cheaper and you can find that the, the, the market price of it in Singapore is is some for some reason higher um, it's very difficult to sell it's probably very low volume so a lot of people, they don't understand the volume game, right? Uh, they don't understand that when you sell products, you need to sell it in volume. And if you don't have that volume, then you're not going to make money anyway. <laughs> Every single product company that I know of, uh, maybe, uh, besides Ferrari, la, besides Ferrari maybe, um, has to sell volume, has to literally sell volume. Even Mercedes and BMW, they sell in huge amount of volumes. Uh, uh, Tesla, they sell in huge amount of volume so that they can have this thing called economies of scale. And economies of scale is where a product business really shines and really gets the maximum value and, and the maximum margin. So you must understand that when you're doing dropshipping, you can't scale the thing. You can't scale dropshipping because you only have 2 to 3% or maybe even 5% of uh, uh, margin for you to play around with. And this is too little. You can't even run ads. How, how are you going to run ads on a 3, 4, 5% uh, margin on a product? You can't run ads. So basically, a lot of uh, dropshippers right, are actually losing money. Uh, and now I go, okay, so that's the problem with dropshipping, right? And, and I feel that majority of you should not be doing it. But when should you do it? 
okay, this is the time that you, you should actually do dropshipping when you're testing products. Okay, so that's number one, when you're testing products. So let's say you have a product that you don't really know whether or not uh, it can be sold in the market. Let's say you, you, you saw a fantastic product in Japan, a very, very unique toy or unique bottle. Maybe the bottle, you know, is in a, in, in a certain design that is beautiful and, and, and that is, makes a lot of sense, but it's Japanese, right? So you know that it's doing very well in the Japanese market. But you don't know whether or not this, this particular Japanese bottle will do well in the Singaporean market. So you want to sort of experiment and, and test and see whether or not it will do well. Then what you do is that you create a landing page or you create like a listing of that product and you put it on Carousel, you put it on Lazada, you put it wherever it is, you put that, that actual product and, and you don't have the products, huh? you, don't have, you haven't bought any stock yet, you just put that product listing down there and you see how many orders that you get. And literally whatever orders that you get, you tell, you tell in the listing, right, that the shipping will be three weeks later. Two to three weeks. It will take two to three weeks. So when you see a lot of these listings uh, on, on uh, Shopee and Lazada that says uh, two to three weeks shipping, right, it usually it's usually because they are drop shipping. They are, they, are, they are doing drop shipping. So that means when you pay for the product, they are going to purchase on the, the, the supplier's side and then the supplier is going to ship to you that particular product, right? So, so um, you can do that. You can do that as well. It's very, very easy to do. You can put up anything and then you can just sell it. Once you sell it, you take the money already, then you buy it on the supplier's side and then they deliver it to the customer straight away. So for testing new products, let's say the water water, I never, I, I never sold it in Singapore before. I do not know the demand. It's good to do this kind of testing because you don't have to hold stock. So you have very little risk. Um, and, and you may not even make a single cent from it. Uh, you, may make, you, you may even lose money on it. But the thing is like, if you lose money on this kind of deal, but you validated that the market is either yes, there is a market, or no, there isn't a market, then if yes, there is a market, then you can order in bulk already. You can order in some amount of bulk, not, not crazy amount of bulk, not $10,000. Maybe order $1,000 of goods first and you try to sell it first, right? Now, if that, there is no, the validation says that there is no market for this, then you better not go and sell it lah. Basically, don't need to go and waste money ordering the stocks, right? Because literally, I was telling this in the Willy uh, uh, chat, right? That I had a student that came to my marketing class, that came to my digital marketing class and told me, uh, Benjamin, I'm very desperate now because I bought 10,000 USD worth of cutlery and I can't sell it. I literally can't sell it. He told me that, you know, and I, I could hear the... I could hear the anxiety in his in his voice because obviously ten thousand dollars is not uh and, and ten dollars ten thousand USD by the way is not a, a small amount you know so so you could have saved all this time by doing a bit of drop shipping doing a bit of research whereby you tested a product first so that's what I always recommend when setting up a business I don't recommend that you do this thing called go big and go home. Because chances are 95% of businesses fail, right? So that means 95% of people are going to go home with nothing. So please be the 5%. Please go and test out your market first. Test your business model first. Test whether the product is being sold first before you even jump into it. You understand? Um, yeah, so that just makes sense for me. La. But for some weird reason that other people, other trainers are teaching people to buy in bulk and buy, you know, $10,000, $20,000 worth of goods and then do giveaways and do all the kind of nonsense. And I'm like, huh, why are people doing all this nonsense, right? <laughs> like, it just makes no sense. Okay, so what is the third, re uh, the second reason why you should do dropshipping? When you're doing uh, uh, dropshipping in order to upsell them other stuff. Okay, in order to upsell them other stuff. Like, give me, let me give you an example. Um, let's say again, okay, so you want to sell this bottle. 
you want to sell this or, or you want to sell this bottle like, I give you a plastic bottle first plastic bottle you want to sell this bottle first you drop ship this bottle that means you you just literally sell this bottle at a loss price that means it's not at a at a profit at a loss huh? but your whole objective this bottle is twenty dollars this bottle is sixty dollars your whole objective is actually you want to upsell this bottle okay so you you will go and literally get this bottle and you will sell it at a loss but then what happens is that if you sell 100 of these bottles right maybe 10 of them will be upsold this bottle so instead of making 20 dollars you're making 60 dollars over here ah then that makes sense already because even if you lose money on the cheaper item, right, you can possibly make it back at the back end when you're upselling items. And you may not even just stop at selling water bottle. You might sell uh, other stuff, like maybe you are selling a, a, a thermos flask later on, or you are selling like a, a, a bag, right? You're selling other accessories. Uh, you can sell water filter, right? So you can you can upsell like this. And that's the only reason why you will do drop shipping at a, at a low, uh, maybe a break even or a, or a low uh, 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 loss, a little bit of loss because you're building the email list you're building your customer list and um, it's very effective so in the past okay in the past uh, three years ago I, I actually did uh, drop shipping and um, you know I, I, I drop shipped to America so I never see these people before I never even been to America to wherever that I'm drop shipping to and I literally just took an item from AliExpress and I listed it on I think it was a Shopify store and I drove Facebook ads to to go to the Shopify store and they bought the Shopify store uh bought the item. Uh the item that I I I, I sold right was actually Christian bracelets. Christian bracelets, so the cross with the bracelets and all that. And I just sold it to people uh, uh who I never met before. And actually we made I think a, a small amount of profit. It wasn't a lot, but a small amount of profit. But I did this particular campaign called a free plus shipping offer. Free plus shipping offer. And you must know this strategy. Uh. It is actually a strategy that is quite good. Okay, So it's a free plus shipping offer. What does it mean? It means that the product itself is free, but you pay for shipping. And the shipping that you pay uh, is basically like $5 or $7. It covers the cost of the product already. So very interesting because the item can be like $2 any, $2 you know. But the shipping is $7. So the, I, I give the $2 item free and then after that, I charge them $7 for shipping. So this is something that I did like three years ago. Okay, now now don't do it uh, because I think that it's over competitive. I think that, you know, this, this doesn't work anymore. Last time when I did it, it's actually pretty effective. But I'm telling you that with this particular dropshipping method, right, I actually managed to garner about 150 to 200 uh, mailing lists because people would literally sign up already. I'll capture their email. And then whether or not they pay for the product or they actually purchase the product doesn't matter already. I think I'd have maybe, uh, I don't know how many orders I got, but basically there were a lot of people that signed up. I think hundreds of people that signed up. And I literally had this list that I can then use to go and remarket and upsell any product that I want. You know, so that's the strategy for e-commerce, and that is a, that that is something that you must 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 do today if you want to survive in e-commerce. You must be able to upsell them. You must have that list and customer base whereby you can they are they are your loyal fans. They will keep on buying from you, keep on buying from you. So that's the only way that you can do drop shipping, and and really that's the focus now. Uh, uh if you want to go e-commerce and do drop shipping, it's not to make money. Uh, it's unlike all the other trainers that say drop shipping can actually make you money. It it won't make you money. I I can. I can almost guarantee it like, that it won't make you money. I, I don't see any listed companies that do dropshipping. <laughs> okay? I don't see one example of a listed company that do, does dropshipping. Uh, and if a listed... <laughs> so so if, if nobody's making money out of it, right, then, then uh, these people are just training, uh, 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 you know, dropshipping and then making money out of training, like, basically. 
Okay, so so I don't think that that's prob what you want to do as a real business. Now, if you want a real business to really build an e-commerce business, right, then I can uh I, I can give you examples of what is a real e-commerce business. Number one, building your own brand. Okay, building your own brand or doing this thing called white labeling. White labeling, meaning that um let's say in China they are selling uh I don't know some some sort of like a mouse, right? Let's say this mouse they are selling mouse. They are selling mouse. A factory is able to produce this kind of mouse. And what happens is that I want my brand on this mouse, right? I want my brand on this mouse. So literally, I'll tell the factory, uh, can you help me to get this particular mouse? You copy everything inside. But I want you to put my brand on this mouse and I'll sell it as my product, my brand. As if I invented that product, so-called like invented a product. Now. This is called white labeling or OEM. Okay, so some of you might have heard of this thing, this term called OEM or white labeling. This is what it means. I have a product from a factory in China or, or, or wherever it is or, 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 or uh, Taiwan and I want them to create a product and I literally put my brand on it. Yeah, so then I sell it. Now, if you do this, right, you're building your own brand and soon, I mean, this is a razor mouse, obviously. So soon, people will recognize your brand and they will trust your brand and if, let's say, a razor were to launch, let's say razor were to launch today a water bottle, I can assure you that hundreds and thousands of people, right, will buy the thing just because it is a razor brand on it. It's just like an LV brand. You put LV on anything, you put Supreme on anything, you put Supreme on a brick, and people will go and buy the stupid brick, right? So, so guys, it is, it is a reality that um, you have to do the right strategy at the right timing, Okay, timing is very important. Now is not the timing to do dropshipping. It's not the timing to do dropshipping. Okay? But it is the timing to do uh, uh, white labeling, to get OEM products, to build your own brand online, and to really, you know, uh, market that brand properly. And one of the best ways is Facebook Live. Uh. Um, Kelvin, hello. Melvin, Ahmad, hello. Melvin, uh, Kelvin, you asked a question. Eugene, hey, Eugene, you're here. Uh, Kelvin asks, Hi Benjamin, you mentioned digital agencies are going to die in the future due to Facebook shop. May I know why you say that? Uh, won't they still need Facebook ads? Um, yes, they still need Facebook ads. I think that Facebook ads will be so easy that you don't even have to uh, basically hire a digital agency. That's the truth. That's the reality and the truth of the matter. Uh, you know, I, okay, I'm not saying that all digital agencies will die, okay? Don't get me wrong, Kelvin. Uh, uh, maybe I need to qualify my statement. You're, you're very sharp in, in the sense that you asked this question um, because the top digital agencies will still be there. If you're really, really good at what you're doing, right, you'll always have a market one. Uh, a really good lawyer will always have clients. A really good doctor will always have clients. Um, but majority of the lousy uh, digital agencies will close down. Uh, because now everybody is setting up a digital agency, right? I just heard that one of my videographers, because he doesn't have any more jobs as a videographer, right? He want to set up a digital agency. Then I'm like, this is the worst time to set up a digital agency, you know, because there's so much high competition. And if you don't have, you know, the right team, if you don't have the right uh, 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 skill set, right, it's, it's very, very tough to set up a digital agency. Although it sounds like it's easier. Now, if you have a digital agency that you're a one-man show, uh, if you're a one-person or two-person show, very, very small little team, uh, one, two people, and you're just running ads for people, right, and you're getting a, 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 a retainer of like 3,000, 4,000 per client or 2,000 per client, right, and you're just running ads for people like that, that's a very comfortable living. Like, you can take three, four, five clients, right, and you can make a very comfortable living uh, just doing that, uh, one, two people. 
But I can tell you, you want to scale an agency without experience, right? Without the capability to really build a team and build a system and, and, and you know, be able to hire good talent and be able to uh, uh, train them and coach them. Uh, you won't be able to scale an agency to, to above five people. Uh. It's very difficult. It's very difficult to scale above five. I mean, I've done, done that, right? I know how difficult. Me and my co-founder will be the first ones to admit to you that it's very difficult. It's not easy, right, to, sale, to scale a digital agency. And that's why there are a lot of people teaching people how to become digital agency, right? People say that, oh, I can teach you to become a digital marketer or a digital agency. I think that that's very difficult. Uh. I think that, that that is just super difficult uh, for you. Super difficult. You you probably won't, won't you know, it's very difficult, lah, basically. Um, and I, I see that people without the skill set, right, they won't be able to hit the $1 million mark. One. They, it's just not possible for them. Yeah, it's very difficult. So, so you know, there's so many other ways to hit a $1 million. You can be a property agent and you can hit a $1 million, right, so easily. You know, property agent now, the commission is 30000 $40,000. Why not you just be a property agent if you want money? Right? Unless you're really interested, you're super passionate about digital, you're super like excited about digital and you want to make this uh, your entire life, then maybe you can you 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 should be setting up a digital agency and you can survive there. Yep, because it's not easy. Yeah. So so that's the my take on digital agencies. And um I don't think all of them will close down. I think majority of all these like smaller agencies will close down. Uh you will see the same thing that happened to website designers, the same thing that happened to uh designers. You know last time there were a lot of designers. Last time there were a lot of designers, right? There's these design firms that do your logo, do all the nice uh 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 you know your branding, everything. Now a lot of them close down because literally they 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 don't have any more business. Right, they literally don't have any more business, and and it's very serious because a lot of them are uh, 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 they 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 thought that this could be their career, but because now a uh, digital designer is so cheap, you know, it's so cheap to go on Fiverr, and then somebody can do a design in five dollars or ten dollars or fifteen dollars. Your logo can be settled within uh you know a hundred dollars uh, basically. Last time people used to pay one thousand dollars, two thousand, three thousand for for their logo. There are still you know companies out there that that are charging that, but maybe at the very high end, they are the super super design agencies, right? They are still being able to charge and command that kind of price. But majority people in the market, uh, you try to sell a logo to someone, uh, you try to sell, I don't think you will get $500. Uh. I, I think maybe $100 is also difficult uh, because anybody can go on Fiverr and, and they can get somebody for $50 or $80 as a designer to design a logo already. The same thing is going to happen to digital marketing or Facebook marketing. Eventually, it's going to be so easy to run ads, so easy to run digital marketing, right? That businesses will just do it themselves. And I see a lot of businesses doing it themselves already right now. Um, so, so I think that the lower tier clients will all do it themselves. Of course, the big companies will, will still hire digital marketing agencies. Right? You're talking about Adidas will still have a, a creative agency. You're talking about BMW, Mercedes. All of this will still have digital agencies because they, they just find it less hassle to just go and outsource it to an agency and then pay them a certain fee and, and you know, let them do creative work. Yeah, and give them ideas are uh, basically be the ahead of the trend. Yeah, so one thing about digital agencies is you must be super, super ahead of the trend. And same thing with e-commerce. Uh, if you're off trend, right, like doing, doing dropshipping and all that, um, it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be a, such a big struggle for you uh, doing dropshipping. So don't do it, don't do it. Yeah, Jacqueline Yo says, uh, get an RES license first. Yes, if you want to be a property agent, please go and get RES license. Don't gonna fine by, <laughs> you don't gonna fine by CEA because you don't have RES uh, license, okay? So yeah, that's the thing, man. Dropshipping, um, I think that is the wrong time to be doing it. What do you do instead? Do white labeling or if you're wanting to sell uh, products online, right? Uh, actually, I find that the, the platforms are quite crowded already. Lah. Even the, the Shopee and the Lazada and all of that, right? 
I think they are quite crowded, frankly. They are very, very crowded. I, I think you still can get sales from it. Um, okay, one thing, uh, one thing, right, that you all must know about the platforms. Uh. Today, I just heard from a client, right, that Redmart closed down all of their other uh, product stores and they are only prioritizing their own in-house product. Their own in-house product. That means if you are literally on on uh, shop, uh, sorry, on Redmart, right, and you're selling some goods on Redmart, they wouldn't even sell because COVID time, uh, they don't even sell your product. They literally delist your product and they only put their own house brand product. Their own house brand. That means Redmart brand products. They literally put it up there. So this is a very interesting thing because I didn't know this and what is happening on the ground. And the funny thing is, right, Amazon actually is doing the same thing already now in US. So Amazon has, has, has launched their own in-house product. That means Amazon brand product. Amazon brand water bottle. Amazon brand uh, bed sheet. Amazon brand whatever. They are launching their own products. And guess what? Uh? They have uh, uh, billions of dollars of data of which product is doing well and which product they just copy it, just go to the, uh, the, the, the factory in Alibaba, right? And they ask the order in, in thousands and thousands of quantity because they already have all the data that shows that, hey, this product can sell already. So basically, Amazon is doing this, you know. Do you think uh, Alibaba will not do the same thing to Lazada? Lazada can do the same thing because Alibaba owns Lazada, right? Uh, so when, when Alibaba, you know, decides to go and launch their own uh, Lazada brand water bottle or Lazada brand whatever, right? Basically, all the people on the platforms will, will be... Will, <laughs> they're in trouble, man. You're listing your products on the platform, you're in trouble. Really, you're in trouble. If you have never built your brand, if you never bothered to build your brand, you're just listing it there and trying to get quick sales. You will still make money now, but I, I think that you will struggle to make money in the next three years, four years, uh. Yeah, it is a different different ball game. So so you have to be able to build your brand. You have to totally build your brand. Okay, um, Kelvin, good question. Uh, I understand. Won't you say it's creative that people pay for and not so much the technical work itself? Hundred percent, Kelvin. You're very smart. So so Kelvin, you're answering super 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 awesome. Uh, uh, good questions. You're answering super super like good questions, right? And and giving good comments. Um, they will definitely pay for creative people will still pay for creative. That means if you can shoot a video, right, and you, you, you shoot that video, uh, like uh, uh, Steven Spielberg, right, people will still pay for that because it, it's a certain art, you know, that, that cannot be captured in digital, that cannot be replicated by a factory in India, for example, right? But let's say India, right, there are 10,000 people with PhDs uh, in digital marketing, I'm sure. They are super, super smart people that can crack the, the Google code, that can crack the Facebook code like that. And, and the technicals, right, are the commoditized part. So digital agencies that just focus on the technical lead generation part, they will struggle in the future. I really think they will struggle. So you have to evolve into a creative agency. You have to evolve to an agency that's able to, for example, uh, be ahead of the trend and, and, and talk about live stream and talk about all this kind of stuff. So you, Kelvin, as as a as an agency, right? I know that you want to set up an agency, and you you maybe are like you have a decent agency right now. I think that you got to really think about uh creative. How do you stand out at that top level kind of creative in order for you to to be very successful as a digital agency? Uh, you got to think about that, lah. Do you recommend uh Facebook and Instagram ads? Uh, yes for certain businesses. No for certain businesses. Yes for which kind of businesses? If you have a service business that has a high margin. 
service business with high margin, you can still do Facebook and Instagram ads. But if you're a product business with low margin, right, I think that you, you better forget about Facebook, Instagram ads. Uh. Your only saviour, your only saviour right now for those people who have low margin, that means you have very, very cheap products with low margin, right, um, is, is Facebook Live. It's really doing Facebook Live and really promoting your, Facebook, uh, uh, your, your products through Facebook Live and building a following on Facebook Live. Uh, that's the only way. That's literally the only way for you to be able to, to really build a, and scale a product business right now. Or if you want to scale faster. Unless, uh, unless you are like some e-commerce companies that really, when they spend... Okay, either you're selling durian. If you're selling durian, continue to go and do your ads. Uh, because durian definitely sell out one. And 100% got margin, man. Right? For products, right? And then the second thing is, if, unless you're willing to spend a lot of money to lose money on the first sale. That means the first product that you sell right, is lose money on. Because you're spending money and you're spending money on ads, you have a low margin, you have a cheap product, so you're probably not going to make back the, the value of the ads, but you're going to build a customer list. You're going to literally build a very, very big customer list at the beginning. And maybe you've got 1,000 customers in your email list or your, your, your SMS list or your group or whatever it is. And you keep on upselling them future products that are, that are complementary to the first product that you sold. Yeah. So for example, if you're selling uh, pet food and you're selling this particular brand, then let's say you're selling uh, 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 dry food, right? Then maybe next time you want to sell like a, a pet snack that is dry as well. Then you want to sell a pet snack that is wet that is like more, more premium, right? Because some, some of it, I, I think that they have the real uh, uh, fish meat or something like that inside, right? So these are the ways that you want to do. Like, you want to play the upsell game and then, you know, be able to, to, to make back in the long term rather than focus on the short term first sale you are making money. So I hope that answers your question, Ricardo. Um, doing Facebook and digital marketing ads, it really depends on, on which uh, product you're selling. Uh, by the way, Instagram ads don't work as well for products as Facebook ads. Uh. So Facebook ads still are the highest converting. Instagram ads, right, is a Instagram is a very good platform for you to get reach and branding, but it's not a very good platform for you to get sales. Uh. So I hope you guys understand that dynamic over there, okay? Yes, uh, Redmart is losing market share tools. Um, I, yeah, I think so, maybe. I think Shopee is a big winner. Shopee is, is really expanding very fast and, and it's very interesting that they are growing so fast. Yeah. Okay, guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. I appreciate you for coming on and uh, like asking questions. Um, see you in the next live. See you tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.